Hello, and welcome back to Break the Twitch, the podcast about minimizing distractions and doing more of what matters through minimalism, habits, and creativity. I'm your host, Anthony Ungaro. And in this episode, my wife, Amy, and I are going to dig into everything we've learned about building and maintaining habits. Now, this focuses around health, fitness, work, and life in general. We share what has worked, what hasn't worked, and some practical ideas on how you can get started. This is where, in a normal podcast episode, you might hear something about a brand partner or a sponsor. Now, we don't have those here at Break the Twitch because everything you're hearing right now, seeing, is brought to you by the Break the Twitch member community. Right now, there is a founding member deal that is never going to come back for the monthly Break the Twitch membership. And that is giving you access to everything we're making for the community going forward. It locks it in forever. So each new audio course that we put out, every new uh, piece of content that we're putting out for members, the live streams, things like that, it's all included in the membership so that we can keep doing this work, keep creating this content and putting it out there for everyone to enjoy. So I would highly recommend you check out breakthetwitch.com community to find out more. But for now, let's go ahead and start the show. Hello there. Hello. How's it going? Pretty good. Good. Well, today we are here to talk about habits. Habits. In the last one, we dug into our decluttering process and minimalism. And in this one, it's all about habits, how we got here, what we're doing with habits. and Good and bad. Good and bad. All of the above. So let's go ahead and get into it. So for me, habits is something I've obviously been aware of for a long time. Even growing up, you, you, know, you have bad habits or good habits or things like that good study habits, you know, you always hear it in that context. But for me, it really came into focus when I had been writing for Break the Twitch on minimalism and decluttering and sharing our journey through that process and create a lot of space. We create a lot of space in our lives, which is something that people talk about the benefit of minimalism being, having like all this space for the things that matter most. And what I found happened with that space after sort of the high of decluttering and, and the high of donating, I really enjoyed that part of just getting really a lot of satisfaction out of donating things. Once that went away, I found myself just filling that space with unproductive habits. And I don't mean like 100% productivity. I was working all the time and being super productive with that space. I really mean that it was like, browsing Reddit and browsing on social media and just sort of having these little twitches fill that space. So for me, that's when habits became a really prime time focus and wanting to learn more about them and, and share what that all meant. So how, how about you? You're right in the sense that when we were decluttering, everything was super exciting. We were jazzed about it and it felt so freeing. And it really does open up the space, but if you don't fill it with something intentional, a lot of things can come in. And so for me, I 
was around the time learning new skill sets, exploring new opportunities. I took on contracts and freelance work during that time. And when working for yourself, you realize, oh my gosh, you have to be really intentional about how you spend your time, especially if you're learning something new and also trying to make it your livelihood. There's a lot of different things to learn, to do, getting new business, meeting new people, and it seems overwhelming to try to do it all. And there's no deadlines or anyone else saying, hey, you should really look into this or take this on as a new initiative. It's all on you. And so I started realizing just how important habits is uh, to someone's success and to making things easier for yourself and setting yourself up, especially for the years to come. Mm-hmm. That was a, definitely a framework type thing that that allows the other things to go much smoother <laughs> in general. Uh, I mean, you made a major transition. You were in finance for years and you used those sort of habits to study and get into a totally different industry. Yeah, to digital marketing. And it's been worthwhile. It's been really hard. And it's taken a lot of days and intentional blocks of time each day uh, to work on that. So I think that's kind of the point of habits. Like it can be really hard work and can feel really tough and maybe not the most fun thing to do at times, but it really is what leads to the most worthwhile results Mm -hmm. in the end. 100%. 100%. Especially when you look at it as I think we have started to look at the concept of habits, which for me is this. I'll, I'll start by saying when I started exploring habits, uh, I came across this quote, and people might be getting sick of this by now because I say it all of the time, but it's just so substantial to me that, that I think it's really impactful is the this thought by Annie Dillard when, when she said, how we spend our days is, of course, how we spend our lives. And it, it led me to the belief that it is habits. It is the foundation of habits uh, that is just how we live. It's just how we show up each day. It's how we spend our time in the little ways. And what I've sort of come up with from that is, is just the concept that it's the small actions we do each day that become the blur of a life well lived. So when we look back on, on these little things that we now know to be habits, um, you know, we'll be looking back on the things we spent our lives doing. And so to me, that is a habit. It's just a daily action. It's just a way we show up. It's a way we choose to spend our time on a regular basis. And a lot of habits are unconscious. You don't even realize you're doing them. It's like the every common little day things that you're doing that you don't even realize a lot of the time. And so that's where it gets tricky because a lot of the things that you're doing, you, you're doing it without a second thought. Yeah. And with twitches, like the idea of checking our phone or checking social media or clicking that purchase button, sometimes it's like short wired. It's like you said, we just it's a short wired habit. Yeah. We don't even know that we're doing it. It just short wires from the brain right to the finger. We don't even think about it. So that's what this exploration of habits really means to me. And, and I think that's where we're, we're headed when we talk about this stuff. If you want to be more intentional with your life, a lot of it is building more intentional habits in your day. Right. So at the foundation of it, literally everything we're doing is a habit. Everything, whether it's exercise, whether it's eating, whether it's spending time writing or creative habit. The way you walk. 
Yes. The way you sneeze, <laughs> the way you type, the way you write, it's all habit. Right. Everything's sort of built in and we can take control of that habit and choose to show up in a certain way at a certain time for that habit. We can work on molding the habits in our lives to reflect the things we actually want. So that's why to me, this is so important. This stuff matters so much. The interesting thing about building a habit is that it seems really hard at first and you'll forget to do it on some days but if you do it long enough it becomes second nature as adults i think a lot of the time because we've grown up and we've gotten used to being fine at whatever it is that we do we hit a a, a roadblock when we try to do something new because it doesn't feel comfortable and I think a lot of people don't necessarily push past that to make that into the new normal. And that's, I think, what a lot of lifestyle experiments, which we've mentioned before, is like it feels really odd at first, you know, and then sometimes you don't even know if the habit that you're trying to build is really the right thing for you. You have to try it out first before you can figure it out. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of ways that we try to tackle habits incorrectly too. I've made a lot of mistakes around starting habits, especially earlier in my 20s. You hear about something you need to do. So you do a seven-day crash diet or you do something that's supposed to be a habit helping you exercise or whatever, and you immediately burn out or get tired or get hurt or something happens. And, uh, or we set goals that are just way too high, uh, way too big, way too big. And it's overwhelming and it just feels like we're never going to get there. And there's no actionable things that we can do to actually do it. So, or you take on too much and you burn out. Exactly. So maybe we should dig into that. I, I'd love to share a bit about what I've been learning through an exercise program that I've been doing for the last four months or so. Um, there's this program that I started called strong lifts. And strong lifts is all about just these big compound lifts. So you're doing squats, you're doing deadlifts, you're doing uh, bent over rows, basically, where you're pulling the bar up and, and, uh, and then overhead press and bench press. So it's just five really simple, straightforward exercises. But you do five uh, reps for five sets. And every time you complete a set, you go up by five pounds. It's a super straightforward uh, program. It's really easy to follow, and it's really effective, I've found. Uh, over the last, I don't know, a couple months, I've added over 100 pounds to my squat. Now, I was untrained relatively, but for me, that's just huge uh, to, to be able to do that. And that is all the cause of sticking with the program and doing this a couple times a week for months and months and months. And one of the things that this program really reinforced for me like really reinforced is because you're moving up so quickly, the goal is to gain muscle, gain weight in a way in muscle, in the form of muscle, uh, you are moving very quick and your body's not used to that stuff. So when I started the program, it felt kind of odd because we'd been working out already for maybe six months at that point. So I was getting fit. I was feeling more in shape and stuff like that. And it had me input how much I could bench press and how much I could squat and, and do all of those lifts, how much I could do. And I felt like that was my mark, right? That's where I wanted to start because that's what was my current ability. 
And the program immediately knocked like 50 pounds off of all of those lifts and said, okay, start here. And I kind of ignored it a little bit <laughs> in the sense that I was like, that's ridiculous. If I can, you know, easily squat 135 pounds now, why would I start at 95? Like, why would I go down to 95 if this is where I am now? Well, it turns out that the reason you do that is because your body is not used to lifting three times a week. Uh, your body is not used to ratcheting up in weight very quickly and taking on those increases in, in weight uh, for all you of those lifts. build a foundation. Exactly. All of my little stabilizer muscles and all the little things that my body needed to bring up to speed were not there. So when I tried to skip the program ahead, I kind of immediately tapped out. Um, my body was just not ready to be doing the exercise. So I went back and I started low again. I followed the program to a T. And even though it felt easy, what was happening was those stabilizer muscles were working and getting stronger and my lift started going up and then it just rocketed. Like I've never gotten this strong in my whole life. I'm stronger right now than I've, I've ever been in my whole life. And that's not because I've been training for 30 years. It's because um, I found this thing and this habit that really is working well and I really enjoy. So I took away from that very long story narrative of, of context there that we have to start at a resistance level, no matter what the habit is, the new thing, it's gotta start smaller than we think because the worst thing for building a habit is being too sore to go back. Like if you go lift and you kill yourself, just crush it on your first day, you're gonna be miserable. You're gonna feel terrible, not be able to walk. And you're like, yeah, right, I'm going to the gym again tomorrow. It's not gonna happen. Yeah, your brain's gonna be making up excuses for you to not. <laughs> yeah, if you can make it out of bed. Like, you know, and, and so this is what we always tend to do as humans. We want the results fast. We're marketed to, you know, in this way that says, lose 14 pounds in seven days. And it's just like, why, you know? why we, we we need to do something sustainable slower so anyway that was one of my major lessons this year that really reinforced the idea of just starting small because now four months later mm -hmm. like i said i'm stronger than i've ever been by far so that really worked well around when you started strong lifts you convinced me to try it too and i was really hesitant at first i'm like mm -hmm. i'm not a lifter don't see how this applies to me but i've been pleasantly surprised it's been an awesome way to watch yourself grow over a period of time and my approach to the whole thing was always just show up and it doesn't matter what you're able to do what weight you're at you know how fast you progress just show up and do the work. And that is another benefit of strong lifts. Mm -hmm. You're just showing up. And if you can't do a certain weight, you go back down. It's not a big deal. I mean, not everyone would have that mentality, but that's kind of how I view habits. And the thing is, you're not going to be perfect either. Yeah. I've fallen off my habits in the past, as I'm sure other people have too. And that's okay. The whole point is we're not perfect human beings. And when you fall off something, the best thing you can do is get right back on. Yeah, totally. Restart. Restart. That, and, and that's 
just such a beautiful uh, idea and such a beautiful message that we should expect to have a week that's not a good week. And when you get sick, when you get sick, when you get injured, injured, maybe you pull a muscle or something like that. These are things we are dynamic humans. And, um, and so our ability to let go of the shame, oh man, let go of the shame around losing a habit for a week or, or even a month or, or more. It's just like, that's okay. Let go of that and just get, get back in there. Mm-hmm. You may have lost progress, but you know, it's always better to just get back in there. Just go back to showing up. Yep. I really liked what you said actually about showing up. Um, I think that's such an amazing viewpoint of this stuff. A lot of the time we tend to focus on a goal. Or the results. The result, exactly. Yeah. The result of a, a habit. We talk about, well, I really need to get in shape before the holidays. Or, I really want to lose X number of pounds. Exactly. Like I want to lose 20 pounds. And so we go to the gym with the goal of losing 20 pounds. And if we don't see the results or for me, even I, I'm even guilty of this. I want to lift. I want to be able to squat 315 pounds. And even that is like, if I don't see progress, then the process of going to the gym becomes a frustrated process when really it's just going to the gym to be healthy, to move, to get, be active. That is my goal. It's, it's what we need to be doing to, to stay fit, stay healthy. And so I really like that. It's the difference of expectations versus just showing up, right? Mm-hmm. It can really, really impact your experience and your perception of what it is that you're doing. If your expectation is that you should be at XYZ performance by XYZ date and you don't hit it, I mean, well, how else are you supposed to feel about that? Right. Whereas if you're only goal or your your objective is to just simply show up mm-hmm. then that kind of creates a whole different experience right you showed up great job yeah and isn't it that like 90% of the battle anyway because for me it's it's like the hard part is going the hard part is getting there mm-hmm. once i'm in the door i'm going to go work out and once i'm working out i'm into it like you get it's really true you get there and you're like oh i don't feel like working out this is going to suck yeah. And you reluctantly start on your first set. And then sooner or later, it's an hour later and you're like, oh, where did the time go? Yeah, because we're there. So I think that's half the battle is like, so maybe to recap here, we have two things. One, if you're trying to start a, like an exercise habit or any new thing, a writing habit, start easier than you you think you're going to need. If you think you can write 500 words a day, like start at a hundred, just make a hundred a goal. And then if you write 500, great, but like mm-hmm. crush a hundred tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So start smaller than you think, and then make the goal of the habit be showing up. Not necessarily the goal is to lose 20 pounds, but the goal is to go to the gym four times a week or X number of days. One of the things that has been incredibly difficult, and this is kind of going back to even decluttering a bit, is my digital life. And what I found was it's a lot easier to to commit to deleting one file a day because you're like, oh, sure, I can delete one file a day. But inevitably, you sit down to do that and then you delete five. Mm -hmm. But see, if you started with, oh, I have to delete 10 files a day, it could be big enough that you just never even start it. Mm Mm-hmm. 
hundred percent. For me, the feeling of accomplishment, it's so backwards. It's so backwards to me, the human psychology of this, at least in my own brain, as I've recognized it, it's like feeling accomplished makes me want to do more. And when I think in the media or whatever, we perceive this idea that, that like, oh, if we let them feel too accomplished, they're not going to want to do anything <laughs> else. Cause they're oh well, we're patting them on the head. It's like, no, when I hit my goal of one, I'm like, mm, that felt good. I want to do more of that. Mm -hmm. So setting a lower bar, jumping over that thing, but then jumping over another bar after that too. Um, that's been huge for me. That's been and huge. That's really hard to do because our tendency is to want to do more. And I know I have that issue of working together. I think we've talked at length about that. So I write to-do lists and I often cram my to-do lists way too full. And your feedback has been, let's slim down the to-do list so that we actually meet it and feel good about ourselves and then are more likely to do more. Mm -hmm. And maybe we get the same amount of stuff done in a day, right? But why not feel good about it? But the difference is how you feel about it. Yeah. And I think that that is something that gets overlooked a lot. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm guilty of that too. What is it? The, the quote, uh, we tend to overestimate what we can do in a day and underestimate what we can do in a year. And, and absolutely that is the case. And especially when we're working together, uh, entrepreneurially, I'll say, because we work for ourselves, it's like, uh, it's so easy to just kind of try to do so much and come up short every single day, um, of what you would hope to get done. There's just life happens and, and there's so many things to consider. So that's another, uh, key thing there is like the habit of, of just starting lower, but also setting a reasonable goal for that. And then just like nailing it, knock it out of the park. Cause then you'll want to do more. I know you've been doing uh, a morning drink every morning, pretty much, at least that I've seen. Um, what was your inspiration around that and how did you really make it so you stick to it? I haven't been the healthiest person in the past. In the past, I really did not treat my body super well. I didn't drink enough water, didn't eat enough fruits and vegetables, lacked fiber in my diet to the point where I had a scare and I had to get a colonoscopy and everything. And I remember the doctor saying to me, wow, you're really young to get a colonoscopy. <laughs> it's like, oh, thanks for making me feel better about myself. But it was a great wake up call. And part of the reason why I have a morning drink is a lot of time people wake up and the first thing they drink is coffee. Coffee. And if you think about it, you spent the whole night not drinking water because you're sleeping and resting, right? But your body is using up a lot of water and you're dehydrated when you wake up in the morning. And if you, the first thing that you're drinking in the morning is coffee, well, you're further dehydrating your body. A diuretic, yeah. And so that was my inspiration for really intentionally building a morning drink into my day. And it took a while to, to get there. Oftentimes I'd forget or I wouldn't make enough time to have the morning drink. And so it was really deliberate. And I even had to uh, write down on my to-do list, morning drink. <laughs> the first thing on the list in order to really incorporate that. But what it is for me is it's hot water. I add apple cider vinegar, lemon, and I used to add honey. Now I don't. Uh, I've gotten accustomed to the taste. And so now it's just water, apple cider vinegar, lemon, and that's it. 
So you mentioned having the to-do list, first thing on your list every morning until it became something that you sort of craved or just automatically knew you'd be wanting most mornings. Uh, another big thing for me around habits and figuring this stuff out has been just simply environmental design. And this is kind of a funny way that minimalism comes back into play when it comes to habits. Uh, a lot of the time we can create the environment around us to reinforce habits using minimalism. So the art of removing distractions from our lives, the things that take us away. For example, if you're trying to create a healthy eating habit of eating more salads and things like that, if you have a bowl of Skittles and Halloween candy on your dining room table, it's not gonna be a conducive environment to eating that because you might just grab those and it makes it super easy. So a lot of the habit stuff for me has come down to placing things visibly and having the, the things around me reflect the habits that I actually want to do. Uh, if your toothbrush was in the garage, I, I think you'd probably not brush your teeth as much, right? Like if it was, if it was hard to access, but instead it's right in the bathroom <laughs> where you're getting ready, right? That's just an example. Why it's would you put very, your toothbrush in the garage? You wouldn't. I'm just saying, I'm just saying that like, if that were the case, you probably wouldn't brush your teeth as much. You certain, certainly wouldn't floss at all. That's gross. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so the, the, the environmental design aspect of this is probably one of the biggest. James Clear talks about this a lot, and he's kind of this habit master. He, he talks about the environmental design being the most important thing. So, And it's really true because we only have a certain amount of willpower each day. Mm -hmm. And so the harder you work for the habits that you want to have in your life, the less willpower you're gonna have for every single thing that follows the rest of the day. Mm -hmm. This is kind of why uh, Steve Jobs used to wear a uniform each day so he didn't have to think about it. Mm -hmm. And a lot of artists and entrepreneurs do as well. Mm -hmm. um, I personally don't mind doing that, but I, I sacrifice, right? I sacrifice some willpower for that in order, <laughs> in order to have that. And it's just all a trade-off, right? And so the more you can make it easier for yourself. Reduce the resistance by making it small. Place the environment or design the environment so that you're set up more for success, mm -hmm. the easier it'll be on other aspects of your life. Mm -hmm. Because just like anything, I, I really do think that the process of building a habit is like building a muscle. And I do believe that once you're deeper into the process, you know, I don't think there's a number. I don't think there's 21 days and it's a unbreakable habit, I think, sure, with a chunk of time, your body starts expecting it and mm -hmm. your psychology starts craving it. It's weird. I, I crave working out now. Like I, I crave <laughs> a salad each morning now. Totally. Because we do this, the <laughs> breakfast salads. Right. right. <laughs> so there is a point when, yes, a, a switch does flip, but with a change of environment, it can go away just as easily. But to, to, to kind of recap, like it is a muscle. And when you start, it's not a big muscle because it's a new thing. But mm -hmm. as you get into it, as your psychology like deepens and, and gets programmed to expect it, that muscle increases. And then when you're out and about, for my example, like if you're out and out and about uh, and there's a buffet or there's like something with a lot of sweets and sugar, your muscle is going to be more positioned to avoid those things if that's what you're choosing to do. Mm -hmm. So 
that really is part of the process. And so beyond environmental design, we kind of hit on the idea of smaller for longer. To me, this is the habit golden rule. Mm -hmm. uh, I've always tried to go too fast, too quickly, get hurt, something goes wrong, and I just, and it drops. Uh, there's kind of a funny comparison that, that I came up with around the, the Newton's third law uh, is, is that every action has an equal and opposite reaction. So if you're just starting out with a habit or something, uh, you are going to like throw a tennis ball at a wall, right? That's, let's just use that as an example. Uh, if you just kind of toss it at the wall and it bounces back, you can probably catch it, right? Equal and opposite reaction. So that's like starting a habit. But if you are sitting in front of a wall and you just like crush it and you just like whip the ball at the wall, it's probably gonna bounce back and hit you square in the face. You, you're not, your body, your, your momentum is just simply not prepared to handle that equal and opposite reaction. And that is whenever we're trying to change a habit, that's what's happening. So we go too hard, too fast. The, the action we put out is lifting hard. And then the equal and opposite is the pain and body sore aches that we feel afterwards that prevent us from going again, which is what builds the habit. So uh, that's the other big one, smaller for longer. That is my personal golden rule with habits. And mm -hmm. that's been what's been most effective for me. Smaller really is the, the answer to anything that you're procrastinating on, anything that feels too big or that you've been somewhat avoiding. It, it happens for a big project. Like if you wanted to declutter your garage and you haven't started, well, you're probably making it into a bigger project than is feasible for you to just start on. Definitely. If you instead thought, okay, I'm going to go into my garage and find one thing to declutter, suddenly it becomes a lot easier. Mm -hmm. Then it's not like, oh, I have to declutter the whole garage, you know, and then and have to reserve the whole afternoon to do it. Yep. And this reminds me of the, the other rule we came up with, the habit rule of half, which we made a video about on YouTube, uh, is basically if you have something on your to-do list and it's not getting done, it's one of those long-term things. It's not like this is due today. Um, but if it's something that you're trying to get to, a task around the house, the habit rule of half, if you didn't do it, bump it over to the next day, but cut it in half. So if it's like clean the garage is on your to-do list, just like bump it over, put clean half the garage or like clean the workbench in the garage. And if that doesn't happen, it's literally just like playing mental games with ourselves to get us out there. Because again, once we start, we usually do the whole thing anyway. Or a bigger chunk than if you had simply... Not done it at all. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Another huge aspect of this is accountability, right? Now, this can be accountability to ourselves to a partner, to one other person, or a huge group of people, or the internet. You can have accountability to a blog audience or a YouTube audience or things like that. There's lots of different ways to have accountability, but it is essential. We need to be accountable in some way. For me, I like it in the form of exercise classes. I like going and having other people working out where we all have a common goal of going through the exercise class and it's just really motivating. And I think that's what we're trying to do with the member community as well. Mm -hmm. Definitely. So the member community is a way to support, obviously, what we're doing here and not having to take sponsors for the podcast. 
is also an online accountability community where we're sharing what we're doing and members right now, I think there are about 71 people that have joined, which is amazing. And uh, we're sharing the kinds of things we're working on around minimalism, habits, and creativity. So that's a big part of it. And so it doesn't really matter if you have one person or many, but there are lots of different ways to do accountability. Part of it is also seeing, hey, if this person can do that, I can too. Mm -hmm. And it comes with ha maybe having a similar story, being alike in some ways, whatever it may be. But just hearing other people's stories and hearing about what they're going through, challenges, et cetera, and how they have managed to still, in spite of all of that, do something that you also want to do, it inspires you to want to do it too. Yeah, absolutely. One of my favorite, so the times I do go on Reddit still these days is the progress pictures subreddit. And it's so inspiring. I just, just having the accountability of seeing other people and the changes they've made. And so that's a big part of just being a part of the community as well. Or it could be seeing all kinds of different people achieve great things through tiny, small actions that they're doing. Maybe not every day, but very frequently. Yeah. The proof is in the pudding, right? Yeah. And it, through a community, you can see that, um, which I also think is incredibly valuable because you have people who live all over the world. They're seeing benefits of minimalism in their lives. They're working on habits. You know, they want to create. And it's, it's just really cool to see that. So I might as well throw in a plug here. Uh, it's breakthetwitch.com slash community. If you want to look into joining the community, being a part of this thing, we'd love to have you. Another really interesting concept and something that I've embraced around habits and, and this sort of thing comes from, uh, I actually saw it from Terry Crews, who is an actor and, and uh, talented artist and, and a guy that I really am inspired by in, in a lot of ways. But I saw him say this, and I'm sure he got it from somewhere else as well, but the idea is this, that, that the order of operations of, of achieving something or, or getting something that you want is be, do, have. So the idea simply is that you be the thing that you want to be. So if you want to be fit, runners are fit. You can just be a runner. You can be the thing uh, and embrace that identity. And then you can do the things that runners do, which is run, obviously. And then you will have the body or the health or the low resting heart rate that a runner has. So you can start with creating this identity of self of being willing to say, I'm not an aspiring minimalist, but I am a minimalist. I then do the things that minimalists do, which is declutter their homes. They create space in their lives. They choose things intentionally. And then you have an uncluttered home. You have space in your life. So this thing really, to me, embraces a lot of the idea of these small habits it's not the losing the weight, it's the being the fit person, it's being just stepping into that role more so than having any one goal or anything, and then doing the things that that role is really expected of. What I get from that is the whole concept of belief first. Mm -hmm. If you believe, if you've embraced it as part of your identity, then it's just simply what you do. Yep. 
it becomes a part of you. If you are someone who works out every day, even if it's going out and walking down the block, that counts. Mm -hmm. It goes right back to that quote. How we spend our days is, of course, how we spend our lives. It's, it's literally just the small things like walking around the block or going for a jog or spending time with your kids, like whatever it is with family members, you will look back on those small things, even five minutes at a time of those moments, and they become the blur of your life. They become how you spent a life well lived. One thing that we kind of talked about a little bit earlier is that once you've set yourself up with good habits, it makes everything easier for you. But what's the point of that? In my opinion, the reason we want other things to be easier is so that we can do harder things. To grow. To grow. Absolutely. I think it's easy to focus on like, oh, I want my life to be easy, so I'm going to do these things. But to me, I've never reached this point where everything just gets easier. I don't think I have either. (laughs) Well, I mean, some things get easier. Sure, some things get easier, but... Then it's the next thing. Exactly. There's always the next thing, because especially if you're into wanting to continually grow, learn, and just progress, which I think is a lot of the joy and contentment in life in many ways, accepting what you have, but also seeking growth and and wanting to learn and expand yourself. Um, You're always going to be doing stuff. So really make things easier so that you can do harder stuff, the the harder worthwhile, really dig in type stuff. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I mean, often the hardest, most difficult things are what become the most worthwhile things for us. Yeah. And I think what we've covered and chatted through thus far is pretty much what I know about habits uh, through practice, through experimentation, and what I've found to be true. So that might be everything as of right now. And I think the only thing I'd add is that the concept is simple, right? But the actual doing of it isn't easy. (laughs) Yes, we can sit around and theorize all day, but when it comes down to it, it is about just getting out there and doing the thing. Mm-hmm. All right. Similarly to before when Amy and I did a minimalism episode together, I'm not really going to be adding much because I did so much talking during the actual episode, but I will make one ask. If you did enjoy this episode or any of the other episodes of this podcast, I would greatly appreciate you leaving a review on Apple Podcasts. It is the soul stone lifeblood of podcasts like this one to have a lot of reviews so it gets higher in the rankings on Apple Podcasts. So if you enjoyed it, please take a moment to leave a review. I would greatly appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day and we will see you next week.